This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. (whistles) Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the sixth minute of injury time. Injury time, injury time. Look out, takes, Almunia saves, knock out, follows in, Almunia saves again. And now Wapner on the counter-attack. Forestieri. Oh, I don't believe this. Here's Hawk. Dini. I do not believe what I've just seen. Trondini has scored from a Leicester penalty that was saved by Almunia. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Sorry goes, Silva yeah. comes in, Marco Silva. Yeah, Marco. We, we start off like a house on fire, mm-hmm. but we also, for the first time, and I want to understand what you feel about this, we suddenly go to 4-2-3-1. There is a single player playing up front. Your mm-hmm. game has been made on playing with a partner who, without blowing smoke up your ass, you make look much better. Every single one of them. I've blown smoke again. That's the stats. <laughs> oh, there you go. I'll see your smoke and I'll raise you statistical certainty. Iggy, Iggy's, Iggy goes and Iggy's going to be a goal scorer, but have you ever looked at Iggy to save? Has anyone ever looked at Iggy to save after we left? No. Vids? No. Forestieri? No. Absolutely. We'll come on to, we'll, we'll come on to, we'll come on to those in a minute. I, no, I agree. So that change, but that change I'm in the game. that bad, I'll make everybody else look good. This is it. <laughs> <laughs> I've often said, if you want to look thin, stand next to me. You're just doing that on the football field. That's fine. So, but that, but that change in the game, when we go to one up front, right? Yeah. Does that kill you as a player? No, no, it doesn't because we, we got Richarlison and he had the, the threat of running that way. So now people, instead of it being very uh, linear in that way, they, yep. they had to deal with Richarlison on the side. So they went across to, to deal with him. So it was essentially 1v1 as the, as the main one, if you get what I mean. Yeah, yeah, and also yeah, yeah. We had, we had the Corre as well, who was doing the runs in behind. And like Sometimes we'd, we'd have caps there as well. And also Hughes would make that run, Clebs would make that run. So for, yeah. the, for the, the one as a striker, it actually was a little bit easier. The problem that faced me was Marco was so straight to the point. This is why I love him to this day. Like he was like, "You're not fast enough for me," and I was like, "Ah, oh, brilliant! Can't really do much about that." <laughs> like, yeah, there's a lot, lot of things I can do if you want me to link up, play, or do this. Yeah. But I can't get faster. Like, I'm not, I'm not got that. And that's where the the, the Andre Gray signing yeah, came yeah. from. Was it 18 million we paid for him? And it was funny because everyone thought I'd have a problem with it. First of all, I know Dre from here, from home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Home, yeah. I know him, so I was like, oh, fuck out. Hey, good to have another Brummy in, uh, even though he's from Wolves, but we'll call him a Brummy for the sake of this. And then secondly, he improved us. So I was like, that's job done. The, the aim for, and I think if you ask like Gomez's and Cathcarts, our job was to make this team better when we left. I said it earlier. Yeah, yeah. So if you could bring in someone that was better than me, that was going to score more consistently than me, and there's not a need for me, well, then I'll just, I'll leave. It's, it's no issue. But I also knew there'll be games that we're struggling. And I think the one that springs to mind straight away was Southampton. Yeah at home where we're 2-0 down and you bring me on and now it's me winning the head down and drain and we get the Vidra type thing back again yeah. inadvertently and yeah like Marco the Marco situation I'm probably I'd be interested to hear what he says but I think in hindsight he handled that situation really poorly as well and I think the club, I think it was basically so much ego in the room where Watford weren't going to allow Everton to dictate to them. And they certainly weren't going to allow a manager to dictate to them. And Marco wasn't going to allow them to dictate to him. And it just became this big, who's got the biggest dick out of all of us. And then everyone suffered from it. Everton paid over the odds to get him. We ended up losing a manager for two and a half months, maybe. Three months, he, was, he weren't really there. And then the whole dynamic of the room was just like, well, this is shit because he fell out with caps in preseason in Kapuma. He was trying to get rid of caps in preseason. If you actually remember back to like when we beat Bournemouth and stuff, and he was playing Chalabar in the middle, wasn't he? With him, caps was on the bench, mm. and he tried his best to get rid of caps to bring somebody else in. So he was like all of these big personalities in terms of Kapuma, myself, Holabas, who had all got us to this point of staying up two years consecutively, the first team to do it, all of that. We were being like shunned and not not subtly either. Yeah. Marco was like, out. And you're like, oh, okay. It's easy to deal with because he's been honest with you, but it was like, these other, these other boys were like, who the fuck are you? You just got relegated before. Yeah, yeah. Jose, Jose was at Roma. Yeah. Like, so yeah. he got pushed out for Ashley Cole. There's a bit of a difference. Yeah. So it's like, it, it, these egos and these things that go on behind closed doors, people can't really comprehend and understand. What, what one word are you going to use? For, for Marco, because it, it, it's almost schizophrenic. He was amazing for the first nine games, and then it fell away. I, I, honestly, I would, I would say he was brilliant. He put a level of detail and professionalism to this group that we that we never see, we hadn't seen before. He got us a new fitness guys. He, he, he really challenged everything. And those same guys, by the way, mm. goalkeeping coach, all of that, are still with him at Fulham. I think we had those te- those guys that are successful now, other than Luis Barbote being there, they were all with us at Watford in 17, 18? Yeah, 17, yeah, absolutely. 17, so if we'd have stuck with that and kept him on side, just think how good we could have been with the spending oh. power and, and the nucleus that we already had. I probably wouldn't have stayed for as long as I did, but you'd have had Richarlison was playing well. Dre was doing okay. Chalabar, was Chalabar was playing out. Chalabar of his, was playing great. Decore was captain, playing great. We'd, we'd have got to a point... Because the thing with Marco is he looks at it in six-month blocks, which which I think is the right way to do it. He's like, transfer window to transfer window. Give me that team. And then the next transfer window, we need to be better. So he would happily get rid of all 11 if we got better players. Yes, yeah. It's always about evolution and moving forward. And and I think... I think at certain times in, in, in our time, in my lifetime at Watford, we we got comfortable resting on our laurels like it'll be okay because we did this. Those first two seasons with with Matt Sari and obviously with Kiko Sanchez for before it felt like, and of course everybody would turn around and go, oh, well, are we on the beach from January? Because we've got to, within sight of safety, mm-hmm. and then we've stopped. Is that sort of how it, it came about? Yeah, but it was never spoken about. It was never spoken about like, oh, we were right now. Woo. It was just little things that happened. So at the start of the season, for example, it'd be like, 
no late, big fires, all these. And, and it would be like a real club effort to be like, be on time, do this, do that, all the basic stuff. So then when you start doing well, yeah. you know, the odd one or two might be late, but they're they're playing. So we'll let them off. And and before you know it, that 100% effort and attention and care and detail goes to like 97. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the level we were at, we needed to be 100 to 110% just to compete. So then you'd always realise when it got a bit squeaky bum time around, so January, February, January was always good because the window was open. But like February, March, when it was a bit like comfortable, we're all right. Then it would kick back in in April because everyone would go, oh, hold on. We've we've only got seven left and we yeah. still need three wins or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. And then it just it just raised the standard again inadvertently. And I don't know, is that is that the players? I would probably argue no. I'd say it's what you were allowed us to get away with. That's the question of the culture, as you say, what is allowed. And, and Silver came in and pushed that evolution straight on. Of course, when he went yeah. out, somebody very popular with, with, with Watford fans, Javi Grazia comes in. At the same time, at the same time, in comes uh, Mr. Gerard Delafeu as well, who is... Stoke away. Never forget it. Stoke, yeah, absolutely. Can, exactly. He can do it at Barcelona. Can he do it at Stoke on a Tuesday night? If it's a nil-nil, mm-hmm. the answer is yes. But... Uh, and it- and it was absolutely pissing down. But that was the same day, again, all the things that go on in the background, Foz, Ben Watson got sold Forest. on that same day. Yeah, he went to Forest, right. didn't he? yes. Yeah, so Watto yeah, was in Forest. the starting eleven when we travelled up. So when we travelled up, we did we did the start, we did the team, what I was starting, what I was doing, all the set pieces. So all of the things we'd done, he was taking the set pieces, blah, 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 get to the hotel, we had the food, everyone's good. We used to go up about eight and then you'd have like a, an evening snack about 10. You could get your bags. You, you, so like your bananas, the the peanuts and all of that. Yeah. Like anything if you wanted food until the morning, because some people like myself, I didn't like breakfast. So they were like, eat more to a later time. And then when you come back down for pre-match, you'll be all right from a nutritional point of view. Okay. So everyone has to come down and get these bags anyway. And I remember going down to get the bags and, and water was still sat there because that one was more like, Go down, grab your bag, go back up. Like it wasn't a sit and, and, and chat. What I was still sat there, I was like, You're right, mate. He's like, They just sold me. I was like, Ah, yeah, good one, whatever. He's like, I've been being serious. They, they sold me. I'm like, When? How? Why is that? Like, oh, they just told me I'm not going to be in the squad. And then as soon as he said that, I'm like, Are you taking fucking free kicks? What are you talking about? Like, we've just gone through free kick, free kick routines, set pieces, because obviously I get stoked. That time was a huge part of their game as well. Yeah, so it's like, what what do you mean? He's like, look, they've just told the manager that I can't play. They've just told me that I've been sold to Forest, And I think he had another year left on his deal. He's like, I'm I'm not going because it's a a pay decrease. I was like, Jesus Christ. He's like, I'm like, you going now or what? He's like, no, no, no. Sort out, we'll sort it out in the morning. Next morning, I think we brought up, I want to say his name was Cole Stewart. Yep. As a replacement. And, and, and Watto got a taxi back to London to sort out his payment to then go and play for Forest. But and then we had to deal with it the morning of the game. So they're all like the circumstances that a fan would never, never really see no. the disruption because now you've got to go through set pieces again. And now you've got to, who's the kicker? And Actually, the one the squad that was already announced. Now you had one that was travelling as a spare. He's now on, and now you need another spare to come up. So the guy who thinks he's not played at all, not prepped, not done nothing, is now on the bench and could be coming on for many minutes. So all of these little factors that come into it, like obviously, you end up. It was that's why it was such a a good result at Stoke because it was, it was pissing down as well. Yeah, that was horrible up there. I remember mm-hmm. that game. I remember it really well. Stoke, we got we got history with Stoke, obviously. 
We won't go into that. It must just be really strange because, of course, we are just three disembodied heads chatting to you, but everybody thinks that they know you. And when you're out and about, you must get this as well. Is is that is that just the normal thing now, or is it? Does it yeah, feel a bit odd at times? It's, it's, it's become it's become normal. Like the thing I get now is I get a lot of respect from from a lot of people, but I always get the one nubhead that wants to see if I punch him in the face. Yeah, yeah. Every village has an idiot, unfortunately. Yeah, and I did it at Palace the other day. So I left. Got mate, it was so it was so nice. I said to my missus, like, so nice. I had like Vinnie Company, the new manager, everyone like, oh Troy, how are you? Bit of fan and all that. I'm like, fucking, I don't even know you know me, but whatever. Me and Vinnie, I've known for a long time. And yeah, yeah. all the players, Husey, I've catch up with Husey, all of that, loads of fans, like, oh, great to see you in game, blah, 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 blah. As I'm walking to my car, thankfully I was with security, but I was walking to the car, this one. It must have been about 19. You're a fucking prick. And I was just like, honestly. I was like, ah, oh, all right, man, have a nice day. He's like, yeah, you think you're tough, you? I was like, honestly, if these people weren't around, I'd show you how fucking tough I am. But no problem. Have a nice day. See ya. So, and it's like, you always get that one. It just ruins yeah, the day. Yeah, ruins it. yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. trying my best to just stay out of trouble, guys. Fucking leave me alone. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want it. <laughs> I don't mind. I'm soft. I don't care. Whatever it is, the word you use at the time, I'm that. I'll leave me with that. I'll, leave me I'll give you the counterbalance. I'll give you the counterbalance. The good thing about being well known and people hearing what you say things, sitting there watching the League Cup final. And of course, my, my boy and my wife are sitting there watching it. And uh, needless to say, Virgil van Dyke heads in the winner. And I just went, apparently, he smells nice. Unbelievable. <laughs> Which is your quote. <laughs> he's really good. He's really big. He's really fast. And he smells fantastic. <laughs> He's got a deal with uh, Dolce Gabbana. He's just sent me the spray through yesterday. Oh, really? <laughs> what? Made his Virgil own one, van Dyke. Virgil van Dyke spray. This is fantastic. Oh, you know. So apparently I've helped him out in that. I got no money for it, but I've helped him out in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Temp- it, got, it should be 10% out of that one, I think. <laughs> well, go on, carry on. Sorry, apologies. I do. I'm sorry. I just do remember that going, who's the best opponent you've ever Oh, he's amazing. He's, he's this. He's fast. His head. His hair's amazing and he smells he fantastic. Does anyone remember when he was doing his hair mid-game? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, shit like that. I'm just like, how good? I can't even multitask with you guys. Like, he's playing football and like, you have it. Yeah, watch that then. I'm like, fucking hell. He's crimping. Weird how like little things stick in your mind, doesn't it, over time? Well, let's yeah. get back Let's get back into having, having yeah. dealt with the hair products and Virgil van Dyke. Javi Grazia makes a big mm-hmm. impact at the club, but what yeah. was he like as a man day to day? He was brilliant. Him and his team were great. They were so, so vulnerable. In that they, he didn't have great English, if you remember, at the start. And he yeah. was like, I'm still going to try. To, but he, it's weird, right? In a, in a very masculine, we're all the best, we're taking each other on, highly competitive nature. He yeah. was like, I might make some mistakes here. I might make some mistakes with how I talk, with how I make it. But I probably should have tried to win. And his sessions were really good. He had a, he had a fitness coach with him that was fantastic. He had, why's his name got out of my head now? I'm looking straight at him. Ex Warsaw left back, grey hair. Ziggo. Oh, Ziggo. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Ziggo. Just come back to me. Yeah. Sorry. They were so like they were so good and front footed in their approach from a, from a tactical and coaching point of view. But they were so humble and and innocent in the opposite way that there was no ego. There was no need to try and take them on. There was no need to try and assert dominance. They were they were the bosses. But just you're the you're as they used to call it you're the main protagonist you're the guys who everyone's come to watch yeah so it's nothing to do with us so he used to he used to really try and push us forward and obviously when you come on the back of Marco when it was the Marco Silver show mm. it was it was it was a really nice concept and like 
Chalaba dropped out of the team. If you remember, Nate dropped out yep. because he ended up putting caps back in, but it wasn't putting caps in because he was old or whatever. He just went to everyone, show us day to day, week to week, show us. And one thing I've said about caps for as much as me and him argued and didn't get on personality wise, he was the best player I've ever played with. Mm. And if he decided, that's it. And there's nothing anyone in our team could do to stop it. And there's probably very few in world football at the time that could do it as well. I know you think, you know, that's a massive statement. But think every time we played Spurs and he had a bee in his body. Yeah. Uh, he he was a Rolls Royce at times, wasn't he, though? He, and it, it, but it was like when he wanted. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There was nothing yeah. anyone could do to say, poke him, whatever, be nice to him. If he wanted to be Kapue on that day, we'd win. Mm. And that was where yeah. mine and his frustration used to come at each other because... I wasn't as good as him, naturally gifted as him. So I had to put 100% in all day, every day. Yeah. And he could just turn up on a Tuesday and be like, yeah, all right. But we're, we're, we're 2-0 down in a small side of the game. Give me the ball, watch this. Goal, goal. And you'd be like, yeah. fucking do it every day then. Yeah. <laughs> and like, that's what, and, like, and, I, and we had this chat. I mean, I'll never forget it. Me and Caps had this chat and I was like, look, I don't dislike you. I think, I think you're cool. And our birthdays are like two or three days apart. And we were chatting about stuff. I was like, my frustration with you, Caps, is he could be jokey, 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 serious. He could literally do that. So he could joke up until the point we walked out onto the pitch. We were all in the tunnel. You could see sometimes. But you don't understand. There's five people around you that can't do that. But they see you doing it and go, yeah, yeah, we can do this. And you've got bang. We'll work back. They go, whoa, hold on. 15 minutes into the game, yeah, and they've every touch has got off the pitch. But he had he had an infectious personality, Caps, where you wanted to be around him, you wanted to laugh with him, and he was like he's a genuinely nice bloke. But from a purely footballing point of view, we used to clash so much. I was like, I used to be on people all the time. Like this mm. is we have to really go for it. We're not as good as Liverpool. They don't want to buy any of our players. But I tell you what, after this game, they're gonna fucking know the bit in the game. So yeah. that's gotta be from when when we're in the tunnel. They look at us and go, you know, he's a big boy, isn't he? Or, or he's ready. Or I know what Troy's going to come today with. Like, I could joke as well. I was like, Caps, I could have a laugh at a joke. And then as soon as we got out of the, it's time to go. I don't care. Yeah. You're not my friends. I, I could be playing against my, my, my little brother. I got a win. I'll smash you all over the place. You still yeah. be my brother afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that was, for me, I used to find it really strange where, like, lads would be talking to each other at half time and, like, swapping shirts. I'm like, How? Yeah. Did you see that? Did you used to see that? Yeah, it never happened on my watch. Never happened on my watch. But I've seen it happen. That's mm. mental. Half time, you're two 0 down, and they're like, "Oh, Carl, Carlos, can I get you? Can I get your shirt?" Yeah. If they ever walked into our dressing room with no shirt, I mean, I'd have battered them all over the place. Yeah. That couldn't have happened. You could afterwards get as many shirts as you want. Go and sit in their dressing room if you want. Have a chat. I don't care. Mm. You can't affect it after that point. But at that point, basically, you're saying, "I'm in awe of you. Can I get your shirt?" Mm. Yeah. It really annoyed me. I'm going to mention it that the probably Fozzie doing his YouTube. one. I think the Liverpool one was the one that really got me. Where it was the Mo Salah and... I, I, I did play in those games. No. That's what it was. No, yeah, no, no. I know, yeah. yeah exactly. It was what did you make really... of the GoPro thing, though? What, what were your thoughts on the GoPro thing? Because for a while, well, I think yeah. we all thought, this is great because it's locked down and there's no content and we don't know what's going mm. on. We thought, this is really, really good. And after a while, we seem to think, oh, is this affecting his game in any way or is it annoying the team? Well, 
But that's that's always going to happen. So there's no way Fozzie was going to play nine out of ten every single game and keep, and we were going to win every game. So right. at some point there was going to be that's the reason. Yeah. yeah. Success comes negativity. So if you if if I decide the new deal and I was scoring twenty goals before and now I've not scored in fifteen games, money's gone to his head. Mm, okay. As opposed to it could be. He was actually just really lucky before. Do you know, like, I had this conversation on, on, the, on the telly the other day about Marcus Rashford. I think Marcus Rashford is very much like Adebayor, that when he has an issue or he feels slighted, he plays at his best. Or when he's coming to last year of his deal, he plays at his best. You give him five years, he'll like he'll spike and then he'll, and then he'll drop and then he'll spike. But then when he gets to that final year or that moment where everyone now is questioning his will, his desire, whatever, next game, he'll score. And, then, yeah. and we'll all shut up about him for another five weeks. <laughs> yeah, some people I mean, are that good that they can do it, that they can coast. Yeah. Just turn it on. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the thing was is, it a distraction? Though? Was it a distraction in the dressing room and stuff? Always being filmed and uh, because and the thing is, it happens anyway. You got cameras in there. We had a time when we had was it Amazon was in there or someone was like that in there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. In America for like they was in everything. Then every every time you walk up and down the tunnel, there's cameras. Watford have got their cameras, and then this is the bit that really I can't stress enough. Every lad, every male in that room has got Snapchat or Twitter or Instagram or what. So they've all got the phones out anyway. Yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah. All he was yeah. doing was just documenting, and he never did it to a point where he went well, just in say this. He just flip it out. It was there. Just yeah. Yeah. And after a while, we used to go, and your fans fucking bored of seeing you eat fucking <laughs> pasta, beans, and red sauce. So they're like, the, the, amount, the amount of ketchup that man must have sold for Heinz is, is oh, incredible, quite honestly. But he was, he was a genius in the sense that he did it at a time when no one was doing it. And yeah, yeah. I don't know whether he's actually told us, but the, the reason he actually did it was only for his cycling. Yes. He didn't, it wasn't called the Cycling GK from the start. It was just Ben Ben Foster's cycling channel. Yeah. He wanted to go to the, the Tour de France. Tour that was France. his original reason for wanting to do it. And then he's gone on to obviously, oh, actually, this shit works. And he's now got the podcast and he's doing this. Oh, he's smashing it now. He's smashing so it now. So he, yeah, yeah. he, he took a lot of shit. Yeah. A lot of shit, you know, when it when it suited Watford's narrative, which was disappointing. It, and listen, Fozzie, like... my friend, right, and he's a good bloke. Yeah. But he'll tell you, like, he's a piece of shit at times because we all are. But yeah. he's not as all happy go lucky as he comes across all the time. <laughs> but he's also never not always the villain. No, no. He, has to, he has to work both ways. I, both ways. Yeah. I think it it felt more like you know when a when a player turns thirty and suddenly the narrative is oh his legs have gone because he's had a bad game. He's had yeah. loads of bad games through his 20s, but nobody questioned that. It became yeah. every single time he did it, it was this, because we weren't yeah. winning and because we were being grumpy and generally, let's face it, to be honest with we're you. We're looking to but, blame, but, aren't we? We're a blame culture. Well, yeah, look, UK, look, that's what we do. We blame. Troy, we blame Troy you're, you're a Birmingham fan. You know that contentedness is not a football fan's natural position <laughs> with things. We're going to moan about Summit. Absolutely. And the reason we lost... We us four could all watch one game and we'll all have 18 different reasons to why that, that happened. And the problem we got now, we gave people this and went, go on then, tell your opinion to the rest of the world. And now my opinion is less than yours, Pete, because you were there and Justin actually works for the club. So he's got a different opinion because he knows that and Carlos was working for Sky that game, actually. So he knows all of it. And before you know it, that is one opinion has got four different opinions with 18 different legs and there's 100,000 people Question: Who, what, where, and why? 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I would have turned up late if I worked for Sky. <laughs> uh, that's why you got the headset on. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly it. It's exactly it. Yeah. Let's face it. We're all waiting to get to Vladimir Rivic here, aren't we? Um, let's be we are. Oh, um, goodness but, me! Yes. Uh, Forgot we, about it. We, we, we bring key cases. Have we? Fuck it Sorry. We bring Keiko. We, keep, go, go, go. We, we bring I'm in between glasses and not. I can't stand too long on a computer. Sorry. No worries. So, we we bring QSF, as I'm going to call him. QSF two, the sequel. You said earlier on it, it movies are never good. Second ones are never better than the first. There you go. There you go. It's the Matrix all over again. That's where we come to. Nigel- Transformers, you choose. Yeah. <laughs> now, now we we're gonna go to, to one of the, uh, the one of the punters' questions here, but when we go when we yeah. talk about Nigel Pearson, yeah, first of all, again, it's schizophrenic. Everything was before COVID and then operation doesn't restart takes hold of everything. Yeah, yeah. Take us through Nigel. Nigel was fucking brilliant, man. I love that, man. Genuinely top, top bloke. He he did something that I'd never seen anybody before or after do. He made Gino fall in line for a very short amount of time, and it was fucking brilliant. Wow. Brilliant. So we, his, first, his first meeting, he said, can everybody come into this? So he bought... The uh, Scott, the groundsman, anyone from the kit room, like brought everybody into the canteen. And it, I don't know what, 70 people, 75 people. And Gino and that have their offices up top. And he's like, someone go get them, put them down. So they come and sat down. And no one gets Gino. He's the boss. Do you know what I mean? No one gets Gino. He could he could tell us to piss off. He probably could have told Nigel to, but he, he come down anyway to see. And he went, this is it. This is how we're going to get out of it. And everyone was like, what's he on about? He's like, no, no, all of you. All of us combined, all of us together. So if you see Linda, who, who's gone on to, to leave now, Linda been at Watford kit lady for fucking years. Linda, you treat her with the same respect that you treat Gina. I'm trying to think of a perfect example. Ah, oh, Sharon or Lynette behind there who've worked underground. They're in their late 60s, 70s. They've been around for, forever. You see them, you treat them with the same respect, Gina. We're the only ones who are going to get us out of it. And it, it come in at a point where the, the team had become quite fractious. I was injured at the start of the season, if you remember, um, yep. and I missed a, a large part because of my knee. And then Kike had come in, tried to recreate the old time so the new players wasn't feeling It was very fractious around the place. And Nigel just went, all that shit stops. Us versus them. I don't care if it's fucking this reporter, that reporter, don't matter. I'll stand in front. I'll take the hits. And it's all of us versus them. Hi, this is Derek Payne, and you are listening to Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. (whistles) At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport fan network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. And obviously, he just won the league. Well, he didn't win the league, but he, he was the reason yeah, for all the Leicester yeah. 
it started with him as to why they went on to win the league. So he had that cachet. And then he obviously had Shaky as well. And both of them are, are, are struggling with their health at the moment. So we wish them all the best mm. in their independent fights against their illnesses at the moment. But uh, I remember we did the first session. With, uh, the first session we did, he called me in his office and he said, look, I'm going to I'm gonna batter you today and you're going to shut your mouth. And I was like, yeah, it's not how this thing kind of works. I don't really do well with that. And he was like, hey, I'm going to batter you today, shut your mouth. I was like, okay. Didn't explain any further. That's all he said. For an hour and 40 minutes, he battered me. Whether it was like doing the warm up. Why are you at the bat for? You're the captain. Get to the fucking front. You're a shambles. We're jogging around the pitch, mate. Like, steady on. But anyway, this all developed. So that, and in the same session, we did defenders went with Nige, strikers went with, with, with Shaky. And Shaky was on it as well. And, and I love Shaky. He's, he's, he's a top man, but he was in on this. They were both going to batter me anyway. So the first thing is like, it's like a warm up shooting drill. But because you've just gone from a run into that, they never go start lashing it. So it's like pass, pass, pass it in, do a little run, a few stretches. But in five minutes, this, then we get into the proper thing. So yeah, the first one, he's told us to do this thing. He said, pass, pass, pass. And I think it was Dukes. Kind of like, nobody left foot for it. Mm-hmm. And it went like over the bar and over the netting. And then the ball, come, like the second one went to go, he just stopped and he just went, all right. <laughs> And it was genuinely just like, it was a genuine accident. Like Dukes didn't mean to be, he went up his left foot, onto his right, and he got under the ball and just went high. Yep. Do you not think I'm fucking stupid? Troy, do you think I'm fucking stupid? I hadn't even touched the ball at this point, by the way. I'm like, <laughs> I know, I said, I don't think you're stupid. Why? He said, we fucking must do. Because I didn't hear you tell him that's not good enough. And I was like, ah. an accident. Like I'm, I'm seeing it the same as you. He's like, all right, cool, no problem. Two box to boxes. We sprint there, back. And we're thinking now we're on the line, you're going to have to run. He's like, so I'm going to ask you one more time. Do you think I'm fucking stupid? Everyone went, no, 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 no. So what we're going to do is this passing drill. We'll do it fucking properly with a shot at the end of it. Or we'll go onto that pitch there and we'll just run. Because either way, I'm not going to get tired. You choose. And mm. instantly everyone went back to work. Mm. Work mode, yeah. But that mm. whole thing is Tommy Mooney asking you to do two press-ups when you miss. It's about standards and it's about enforcing them in this particular way, kinetically. You've not done it, yeah. fucking run. Come back, that's what we do. Oh, but we, but on any, so you've got the high performance podcast, any of these podcasts and all these things now about what high level sport is, when you actually nucleously break it down, what are they fundamentally about? Hard work, respect, giving your all, doing the hard shit that, because easy, if, if I say to you, tomorrow, lads, we're going to do a podcast at eight in the morning, be here, do this, we're going to finish at 10. And you turn up, you do it, you do it, you do it. We're just going to be a generic podcast. Just one that just puts it out and hopefully one day it will blow to be whatever it was. But if we go, right, we're going to do a series. And on this series, we're going to start at eight o'clock, but we're going to try and get these fundamental things out of it. And once we do that, we're then going to edit it. We're going to jump straight into the next one. Also, once we've done the next one, while that one's being edited and being put out there, we're looking for guests four, five, six, and seven, because we're prepared and we go above and beyond it. And also, by the way, the monetary value of all of this is, if we have one episode that's good, let's say it makes £10. But if we do five really good, it makes £500. You also go, right? what if we do 50 that are really good? Mm. What if we do 1,000 that are really And that's what, it, when you brought it down to it, the money comes last. But mm. what happens is you start doing more and you go above and beyond that 
line of duty, that call of, I'm supposed to be at eight, I do my work, I go home. Because mm-hmm. now everyone going, well, I don't want to just be at Watford that's fighting relegation. I either want to be at Watford that's trying to go into Europe, or we're going to be so successful through that, that we're all going to get sold and go on to bigger and better things where we have to be better anyway. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's what, when you look at it, that's what the nucleus of it all is. Like, who's driving the standards? Normally, that comes from the head of the business. In this situation, it'd be Gino and, and Scott. Then it goes down to your director of football. Then it goes down to that. They all know the alignment of this is what the end goal is. Now, how we do it, we can all differ on that, but the end goal can never change. You take a manager out and put a new manager in, the end goal is still the same. It's just a different way of trying to do it. And Mm. that's fundamentally what Nigel and and Shaky did. They just come in and went, well, we've got Liverpool first game away from home. Everyone already thinks you've lost 5-0. I bet you we fucking don't because we're going to do this, this, this and this. And if you remember, we lost 2-0. I missed a big chance. Duke's missed a big chance. Probably could, have, could have, probably could have drew on the day. Yeah. But it was a catalyst yeah. for us to turn around and go, we, 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 never, we never won at Liverpool. We always used to get battered at Liverpool. But that was the one we didn't get battered on. Mm-hmm. And we were like, this, this actually might work. We left that going by, even though we were bottom and we had, I don't know, five, six, seven points to catch up. We got Manu next. No problem. If we play like that, we'll fucking beat them. And that that was the belief that had grown just off a week's worth of work. Yeah. Obviously, you mentioned Man United there. Of course, you did put a number of penalties, one or two, past David De Gea. And mm-hmm. and it became it became a speciality. I think you scored 26 penalties in all. I know this because I wrote an article about all of this kind of stuff. Okay. Right? Which is the most penalties that anybody has scored. Uh, that... <laughs> This is this is what I like. He remembers thirty six pounds in subs missed, and he remembers the four penalties he missed. Yeah, okay, that's fair enough. Well, one of those what, was a quiz, the quiz question. I'm the last person to miss it up to park. Oh, oh there you go. Check right. that out. This is good. This is good. So, well, where were the four? Where were the four penalties you missed? Then Upton Park at home against Spurs. Yes, remember that one. Yeah, yeah. The Emirates. One away at home and one at Emirates. Very good. Yeah. Very good. There you go. And every time, no, I missed five. Missed one against Blackpool as well in the championship. Oh. We lost one nil. Tom Ince scored when Paul. Oh, Tom Ince. Oh, yeah, yeah. We saw. Yeah, we we saw everybody we speak to in the championship. Guys, we hate Tom Ince. He scores against us, and we said, "We well, yeah, we had the same thing. That's why we signed him." It's the only possible reason. <laughs> that three nil game where a number of things occurred in that game. Obviously, COVID was just about a hit. We had the Palace game yeah. later after, and then it, it, it all shut down. A couple of things occurred in that game. Ishmael Assar suddenly was on the international stage, having basically lifted the ball over Talking Amazon. about Man United or the Liverpool game? No, no, sorry, the Liverpool game. Sorry. The, the, oh, yeah, in sorry. terms of that. Delefeu gets injured. Yeah. COVID hits. Obviously, you get the third one, needless to say, in, in terms of that that particular game. The impact of Delefeu and or COVID, was that why we went down? COVID was the reason we went down. That was the real reason we went down because all of the the madness happened in that, what was it, six, seven, eight weeks of yeah. us not being in. Yeah. That's where all of the, the, the issues destabilised us, to be fair, because we played Palace and there was a few of us, like myself included, who actually had COVID at the yeah. time and didn't right. know. We just right. thought we were bummed up and flewed up and whatever. And there was like five of us that played that game were were banging in trouble the night before. And obviously then the world world shut down the way it did, didn't it? Yeah. And I think there's, there's, there's moments when you can look at it and say, like, from a footballing point of view, I think the Sheffield United-Villa situation, when the goal wasn't given. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Remember yeah. the goal line technology wasn't working? That, yeah. that was a big moment. Yeah. I think 
in from, from our point of view, we had a big issue around what's it called where we were giving our money back. We would take deferred payments, yeah, yeah. but we were deferring our payments to to do that. That was a huge issue of contention. When we would go back, how we would go back. Some people's like my fear personally was obviously when you when you listen to it at the time and, and as you touched on before we started this, my son being sick, I was like, no problem, I won't play this season, keep the money kind of vibe because I'm not gonna do anything that jeopardizes my son. And then there was all these, yeah, just arguments about like single change room, do we change? And it's listen, it, in the biggest picture of the world at that time, it is so minuscule what we're arguing about. But as you all know, for us to come back and entertain when everyone else is being told that it's not safe to do it. It was like, well, hold on, I'm, I'm, I'm not an actor here. Like, why am I being sent to work? But you're telling the rest of the world it's not okay to go to work. Mm. And there was all these, like, it was like contrast. And obviously what we know now, we should have just played anyway and it would have been whatever. But hindsight's always a wonderful thing, isn't it? And, and then you remember Dre had the party yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. And like, there was all these different things. So then now you're getting into a point where like, I think three or four lads went to that. And, and I was personally pissed off because of what I've just said with my son. And mm. it's, it was all these different things that end up, and then, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, by the way, go play this game. You got Leicester, I think it was our first game, but go play Leicester. Yeah, it was. And it's like, come on. Like we, we never really gave ourselves a, a, a chance to do it. And I think from a club point of view, I don't know this to be fact, but I think they were trying to get it the season like stop dead and finish really again kind of thing. Um yeah, so there was there were so many like different factors pulling in different areas. And it and it was so new and weird and wonderful for everyone, wasn't it? And we we probably we gave ourselves a chance, but there was there was there was times where you look back at that season and think, oh, if we'd have just won the odd game here or there, we'd have been so much better off. And fundamentally, it came down to that West Ham game, didn't it? That was the game. Yes, yes, it yeah. was. Yeah. That was the game, and they—they they, now it's easy. Like you look back, they had Soychek, they had Mark Noble, they had Declan Rice as their midfield. You're like, fucking, that's not a bad midfield actually. But at the time, mm. we were like, fucking, we've got Will Hughes, Kapuwe, Decore, Chalaba, Cleverly. Oh, fucking, we're better than them. Mm. And but the lead, the lead up to that, Dukes couldn't trade because his knee was hanging off. My knee was hanging off, and it's like you know, it's it, it's difficult. It's just difficult. They they were better prepared for 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 that occasion. I'd say. I think if we would have had. A full crowd in, we beat West Ham that day. It must have been really weird playing without a crowd in, wasn't it? Was it like really odd to adjust to that? Yeah, it was a little bit, especially when you could hear that, that like, I remember, I'll never forget it. We played, it was a game after that, we played Man City. And obviously we, we had that, we had that quiet moment where we was all taking a knee. And then it comes up and the refs do these final checks. And I could hear Alan Smith up yeah, in yeah. the gantry. And because it's so quiet, you can hear everything. And he's like, it's real tough ass for, for Watford. And he's reeled off like these stats about how much we've lost five and plus, just as the refs about to blow. Whistle. So that's in your that's in your head now. <laughs> you're like, there's no fucking chance we're going to win this, is there? <laughs> Play, and you're like, oh shit, yeah. It's like Raheem Sterling scored eight in his last five times of playing against Watford or something daft like that, and you're like, oh yeah, oh yeah, here we go. <laughs> Yeah. But we, we, we fundamentally had written off that Man City game anyway. We didn't think we could beat Man City. We wanted to beat wanted to beat West Ham. Obviously, it would have been fine. Yeah. But if we couldn't beat West Ham, we knew the Arsenal game was the chance to stay up with West Ham playing Villa. Hmm. The aim was really to not lose the West Ham game, to make that West Ham-Villa game really have something on it. So one of them would fuck up and we should beat Arsenal and, and just stay up. On the on the last day, really, and then also another change of manager. They had Hayden and yeah. Stacky. 
Of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah. With the help of Filippo in, in the background. Was, mm. was, there's always rumours about West Ham game at halftime in the dressing room. And it is, is to anything. Is there anything in that, or can we just put it to bed? If it's the rumor of Hubert, whether well, Nigel punched Adam Messina or a headbutt, allegedly. No, nah, was it fuck? None of that. None of that at all. That's that's what happens when people try and make yeah. excuses for being shit. Yeah, that's what it was. Mm. So again, like the the weird part of that day is in the just before the warm up, me Dukes. I want to say Fozzy? There's three of us. I can't remember who the other one was. All getting ejected just before we walk out the door. Christ. No, it was Welbs. It was Welbs. Me, Dukes, Welbs. I've got one in my ankle, one in my knee. Dukes got one in his knee, and I think Welbs had one in his ankle. And it's like, we were sat there looking at each other going like, okay, let's get this one done. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, you're not... Normally, you're going out to a game and you're like, yeah, I'm looking at Caps and he's ready, and I'm looking at... Like, we, we couldn't train. Mm. We were physically yeah. like, roll them out, get them on. Roll them out, get them on. Patch and then up, yeah. the, 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 the struggle for that, from, from, from our point of view, or from my, I'll talk solely for myself, from my point of view, is when you start hearing those stories afterwards, like, with a great respect, I love Adam, he's a nice kid. He was fucking wank for six months. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's very refreshing. Thank you. Why, why are we talking about Adam Messina? Mm. Do you get what I mean? Like, what? Yeah. If, he, if Nigel headbutted him, he didn't, and I'm categorically saying not, none of that happened, yeah, yeah. but if he did... Fuck, you probably deserved it. <laughs> <laughs> like we, we're at the point where this is this, and this is what really frustrates me. I think it came out in the Arsenal game. It's like it's livelihoods at stake here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're all right. We've got, yeah, it's, the, got it's, the, it's the people that serve the food. It's the people oh, that work. We've got five years worth of money. We're all right. We're okay. We'll get paid up if they want to move on, or we'll go get another club or whatever it might. We we will be fine. But we we had this thing where we're talking about. Oh, I think Nigel headbutted him. If Nigel headbutted him, walking back past all of the the, the cameras and all the stuff, you would have seen a big fucking thingy. Yeah, bruise and yeah, yeah, okay. big bruise or press would have picked it up. We literally played what four days later. Yeah. Yeah, Adam was okay. Guess what though? He got brought off though, didn't he? Because he was shit again. <laughs> yes. And Adam, and let's be honest, Adam was never the right left back for us anyway. The only no. reason he gets he gets a pass is because he scored that goal against Cardiff. Yeah, that free kick. Yeah, yeah that free kick. Yeah. About it. He was shit before that. He was shit in that game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're right. Yeah. As, no, you're right. as a question, let's let's go. To Sorry, the, I get wound up as you can tell. No, no, no. What? This is. <laughs> Everybody wants everybody wants to know. And as we say, it's a question of is there anything in there or can we kill it? We can kill it. Fine. That's good. We we get we get to the end of the Arsenal game. You've just basically played a game. We've 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 come close, but but no cigar in that game. I thought it was a, it was a, a how we lost that game still fucking irritates me, by the way. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course it would do. You're a professional. We looked at it and went, of course, we, we put our little Watford hat on and go, well, whatever. You're yeah, immediately look you're, at the goal that the penalty they get when fucking Dorse basically oh. picks up a Bamiang from a long throw. It's like, how are we getting beat by a long throw by Arsenal? Like that's our bread and butter, man. Do you know what I mean? But anyway, sorry, you, I'm you, over you, it, as you can tell, clearly over it. Yeah, absolutely. It's not, it's not 12 years ago. We know <laughs> We know, right. the, we know the statutes of limitation on grudges here, and it's 12 years plus. That's fine. But immediately we finish. I mentioned earlier on John Marks going, no, they want to talk to Troy. No, they want to talk yeah. to Troy. We finish. We've just been relegated. You've just played a game. You don't know mm-hmm. what is happening at that particular point, and you have a camera in your face. You've just played 96 minutes or whatever it is around that time. Mm-hmm. And your concern is not about you. And the first thing you do is you say, 
I'm not making this about me because there are an, a number of those people that you just mentioned who came into that room with Nigel when he first arrived. The, there are people who are who's going concerned as that, but it immediately gets turned into a "You're making this about you, aren't you, Troy?" sort of thing. Yeah. How so you, how do you if deal I with turn that? Around and went, you know what? I scored in that game. I'm going to have operations somewhere. And I'm leaving. Everyone go insensitive bastard. There's all these yeah, people yeah. that are being so, and then. So you can't, that's what I mean, you can never win. All I know is I'm always going to just be truthful to my truth at that time yeah. and say, I, this is how I'm feeling, this is what it is. I could have turned around and went, actually, do you know what? About five lads in there crying their eyes out. Yeah. And I'm the one going to our director of football, Philippe, I said, what the fuck are you crying for? Come on, we've got to mm. fix this. Like, you, you can't be in a situation of, like, sorrow. We're the leaders of the ship. So if everyone's feeling sorry for themselves, and we are as the leaders, what, what's going to happen the following year? Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.